I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Welcome back to Beyond the Goals podcast. I hope that you are all doing great, enjoying good health, wonderful friendships, and high spirits. This is the 58th episode of the show, and I am very glad that you are here because this one is special for two reasons. Number one, I am doing this episode with Julie Wen, not as a guest, but as a co-host, like we did a couple of weeks back for uh, episode number 55, titled Compassionate Self-Work, Bold Vulnerabilities, and Imaginary Friends. But if you've not uh, listened to the episode yet, you are probably not aware of the development. So let me share uh, the news again. So once every month, I will be joined by relationship writer and my very good friend, Julie Wynn, for very candid, open, deeply personal conversations with no set agenda except to check in and talk about some of our common struggles in contemporary life. Uh, whether it's dating, dealing with insecurities, struggling with balanced living, or finding support and community, and really anything that's pertinent to living a healthy, happy life. In between that, we will also be taking questions from the audience and conducting mini coaching sessions that will allow us to connect with you and provide you with solutions for what you might be struggling with in real time. So we will be happy to receive any questions or concerns that you may have, and you can use the contact information shared in the episode description to send them across. Now, the second reason I'm so excited and why this is such a special episode is because it's Valentine themed. (laughs) So we'll be talking about past relationship history, how our view on romance affects our coaching practice, playing Cupid with our friends, what a healthy relationship looks like, do we believe in the concept of true love, and so much more. And at the end of the episode, we will be answering questions from the audience. We will be tackling questions about identifying with an anxious attachment style, what to do when an ex moves on too quickly, and lastly, why taking back a cheating ex is not a sign of disrespect. So I am really very excited, but now I think I'll let Julie say hi. Hi, everyone. Really good to be back. Super excited to be here for this very special Valentine's Day episode. I am just a huge romantic and talking about this stuff is thrilling. So I'm just super excited to be here. Yeah, you are in your element. (laughs) I'm in my element. This is my time. (laughs) (laughs) And happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners. We hope you had a good Valentine's Day because I'm, I'm guessing this episode is coming out after Valentine's Day. So I hope you guys had a really, really good day. You had fun celebrating it with whoever you chose to celebrate it with, or if you chose to celebrate it with yourself, loving yourself, showing yourself a good time, that's always a good way to go, I think. So (laughs) yeah, we, we hope you had a good day. Are you planning to do anything special? Did I do anything special? I'm planning on doing like going to Chicago with one of my best friends that I've known since I was like 14, which is super exciting. Um, Yeah, we're just gonna like hang out, eat a lot of food, just kind of like walk around I guess there's really no plan set in stone it's more just to like enjoy the day what about you 
no plans whatsoever. I, the few times that I've celebrated Valentine's Day, it's always been with friends or mm. uh, with my mom <laughs> or uh, with uh, like I would send something nice to someone I know is feeling down like a girlfriend I know is you know going through a breakup or is just feeling sad about being single then I, I would send flowers or I would mm. send chocolates and I would just you know hoping that it would cheer them up that usually makes me feel good but I've never celebrated Valentine's Day as how you know Valentine's Day is commercially supposed to be celebrated <laughs> like yeah right right so you're kind of like a cupid that's kind of that's very sweet <laughs> you're just like oh, gifting nice. people like <laughs> present you are you are I mean even I've been in a relationship for a lot of Valentine's, I suppose, yeah. but I never celebrated it in the traditional way because like to go out to dinner is a whole thing, yeah. like the reservations and just kind of like being out on the town and feeling those expectations. That's never been my thing. Yeah. Um, it's always been very chill, even when I was in a relationship. So I'm applying that same simplicity <laughs> like as I'm yeah. single now. Yeah, yeah. So what's like your best memory best valentine's day memory do you have one uh do i have one probably when i was in high school with like my high school boyfriend (laughs) it was one of our first valentine's i don't know why i thought about that like so randomly but he um made me like a steak dinner and that was the first and maybe one of the only valentine's where it was traditional the way that you expect that kind of day to go. Like yeah. we wore red, he had a button down. <laughs> he was like making it in his parents' kitchen and he was like not good at it. Like that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good, um, that was a pretty good day. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like a pretty cute, sweet Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I think at that age, it's just thrilling to be celebrating Valentine's Day. I think because I think it makes you feel very grown up, right? Yeah, we totally did. We had like glasses, Miss Parents, <laughs> like you know the nice glass, but we yeah. had it with like grape juice. It was one of those things. <laughs> and, like since then, I mean, a lot of like my partners in the past, they've always seen Valentine's as a very like commercial thing, yeah. and I have as well. But just because I work in the dating and relationship space, I just love the symbolism behind it even if I find the celebration of it maybe like not up to my thing you know yeah I think it's like it's a nice excuse to just do something special and out of the ordinary but if you wait for Valentine's Day to do something special then I think that's a that's that's not so great like if you like going over the top once a year then this is your day I guess so in mm-hmm, that respect, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good day. But I don't think Valentine's Day should be exclusively marked as the day you make your partner feel special. I think those expectations are something I don't really appreciate. I don't I don't appreciate all that stress around mm-hmm. it. You know, the uh, my Facebook profile picture was taken on Valentine's Day. I think it was, was it really. Yeah, it was like the first Valentine's Day when we had like a very Valentine celebration. And I remember that day I woke up early and I put balloons outside all my friends' rooms. Like I tied it to their doorknobs. Wait, you did? Yeah. That's so sweet of you. Yeah. <laughs> that those are the, <laughs> That's the stuff I You enjoy. are Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're just spreading love. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. That's like the, that's the one part that I don't like about Valentine's Day is that there are some people who feel left out, who feel like 
they're doing something wrong in their life if they are maybe 35 and they have no one to celebrate valentine's day that's the part i don't like no one should have to I feel agree. like that ever but considering how commercial valentine's day is i'm sure some people just can't help but feel like that because it's you know suddenly romance is in the air and it's just it's getting shoved down your throat constantly <laughs> yeah and it's like so the friend that i'm going to chicago with like they just broke up with their boyfriend of like I think it's 12 years okay. they dated oh, for God. like a really significant yeah. amount of time yeah. and like my friend is um the person that like definitely feels lonely when it's valentine's day yeah. so that's another reason why we're hanging out and like i want to make the day special because i know that it matters to him like having that type of like experience for that day because that's how right. he feels like appreciated so yeah i feel that for sure yeah yeah, that's nice. So you are playing Cupid also this Valentine's Day. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I'm not like, it's not, I should be better at planning it. I'm yeah. just like, let's just walk around. He's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out. We're just going to a restaurant. We're, like, he's like, we're try, hungry. He's like, try harder. Like, Wait, how should I dress? Yeah. <laughs> what restaurant? Where are we going? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's kind of how I'm planning it. I don't think he loves that. But <laughs> I'm like that's what happens when you hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, you and I would have fun hanging out. <laughs> we totally yeah. would. We totally would. <laughs> all right, let's talk about relationships now since we are making this episode all about romance and love. Let's dive into past relationships and how things on that front have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? I'll yeah, I'll jump into it first. I mean, my his—I would say that my history. I've typically centered romantic relationships in my life. Like I've had, you know, boyfriends, long-term relationships, monogamous relationships, and it's taken priority um, in a way that I don't want it to anymore. Like moving forward, because since I've been single, it's been really nice to kind of reclaim that space of like my family and my friends and like those relationships now are the most rewarding and beautiful things I have in my life and I get so much value out of those connections that like I wouldn't just get out of like one singular partner um so I would say that's been the biggest like tonal shift for me that like yeah like my friendships are just super important and I kind of like romance my friendships like and they kind of do the same thing back to me and it's not like there's no like sexual undercurrent it's just like us sending each other like emails or like making each other playlists or sending each other book recommendations like the ways that I typically feel seen and perceived I'm getting that through my friendships so that's been the biggest shift for me um what about you what's your history kind of been like uh, like, you know, I've, I've shared this before on the show as well and in our conversations as well. I did, like, I've never taken my relationships very seriously. I think I started dating when I was 21, when I turned 21. Mm-hmm. Because before that, like, in India, things are a little conservative in India. At least they were for me. My parents used to be very conservative. They're, they're changing because I, yeah. when I changed, they changed with me because they didn't want to restrict me. They didn't want to hold me back in any way. But I started dating when I was 21 because also like throughout my teenage until I was nine, I think till I was 18, I had extremely, extremely bad case of cystic acne. 
Like it was so, mm-hmm. so terrible. I got kicked out of public places of a couple of times because they thought I had some kind of disease. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was ridiculed. Mm-hmm. I was mocked for all of that. I just spent about good eight, nine years of my life feeling so unattractive that uh, obviously for oh. me, the dating wasn't even a consideration, wasn't even a concern at the time. It never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. But when I went to London for my master's, and I, at that time, my skin had cleared up. I was feeling pretty good about myself. I was also feeling very good because I got into the school of my choice and I was very happy. And it was just so nice when I got there. I started dating at the time. And that at the time, I think it was me wanting to feel attractive through the guys that I was dating. So I would go out with guys I would deem as someone's just you know, someone very attractive. That was my only consideration because if the guy is attractive, then it must mean that I am attractive. <laughs> I get it. You know, objectify them. Yeah. I like that you're just flipping it on me. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> you're taking ownership of your sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> I get that though. Like, I think a lot of people have been there yeah. where it's like that sure. you're perceiving yourself through the eyes of another yeah. almost. Yeah. It's problematic. For some very obvious reasons. For sure. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> problematic. Not saying it's okay. Yeah, it's a very problematic <laughs> concept when emotions get yeah. involved. But when you're like on the surface of things and you're doing it, I think that it's okay, which is what I was doing throughout that year. I was so new to the whole thing. The dating was so new to me that I anyways couldn't have like gotten very serious with anyone. Had emotions gotten involved, I would have been seriously out of my depth. And besides, I was doing MSE economics. I didn't even have the you know bandwidth to handle anything really at the time. So anything other than a good time would have been just too much for me. I was exhausted perpetually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so okay, that yeah. year was all about that. And then I had a couple of relationships, but they were both of them were long distance. So again, I like mm. never really got all that invested in things would start getting very serious. I would just back off. And I think I've uh, I think I've hurt people because of that, because I think somebody, the other person would invest more than I did. So I think I've, I I realized at that point that I need to figure the shit out because I can't just be hurting other people that never make that always leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Even if you are the one who is breaking things off, it always leaves a very bad, bad feeling. Uh, and it's hard to recover from that. So I stopped uh, at that point and then when I jumped back into that scene I was in depression at the time again it didn't go so well for me because I was in depression <laughs> I was just constantly like the guys that I was dating at the time they were more distractions than anything else and again I regret that so much mm. because nobody should be treated like that <laughs> so my dating history has been very checkered yeah. <laughs> very like <laughs> Finally, I think I've reached a place where things are good. Like when now when I'm dating someone, it's healthy. It's very like from a place of strength. But, you know, we've talked about it. I'm more about my career right now, more about my health. I'm more about traveling if, you know, COVID doesn't throw up more problems in the way of that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was thinking about, (laughs) gosh, I've been wanting to travel more. And I'm like, I just, I can't. It's hard for me to even conceive planning because I just don't. It'd be so devastating if like anything happened um, with more regulations. Yeah. I just don't know if I can handle that additional stress. I know. <laughs> like, I know. When I was but, in Dubai, we had to go through so many RT-PCR tests. It was just, it was hard. But we were yeah. traveling after such a long time that anything we would have, we, we put up with all those, all that testing because we were just so glad that we were finally getting to travel. But mm-hmm. 
right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, with your dating history, I totally, I totally relate to that. Like, although my dating history, I've, I've just mainly been in these relationships. In each relationship, I've had like a journey. Like yeah. in each one, like equal parts good and bad, I suppose. But like, how do you think your specific relationship experience like affects your coaching style, or like influences it in some way? I think it with me like. I okay I think one of the reasons why you and I are so like in touch with how our the journey is going what we are doing differently now what we were doing back when we were younger I think it's because we're, we analyze everything and then we use yeah. that all the all that we learned during our analysis to improve and to change things and to be healthier yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why we notice this stuff so much so I think it's it's like it's to be expected that all of that will show up in our coaching style because like for me communication is a huge huge thing and the one thing that as i told you that you know when i was in depression the guys that i went out with had no idea what was going on in my life they had no idea what they were getting into and it was so so unfair to them the good thing is that it never got very involved because i was in depression but even so they they didn't know what was going on with me so i'm big big on communication i like to lay out very clearly what my expectations are what i can give and how far i can go so i think that's something that definitely it's it shows up in my coaching style because i'm always always telling people to have confidence about their communication because i think that is the one thing that will trip you up most in life if you don't know how to speak up about your feelings if you don't know how to speak up about the things that you are truly truly invested in and if you don't know how to stand up for yourself that's another thing because i have had people who have pushed back and have told me that you've treated me badly when i i wasn't actually in the wrong you know we're all growing we're all changing you can't expect someone to show up fully formed and offering you a relationship that's going to go smoothly no matter the bumps that's that's impossible that's never going to happen when people mm -hmm. like that came in my life and they pushed back and they they said all of they got in my face and they said mean things to me guys like that it always back then i couldn't defend myself I was very young at the time i was i think 22 when something like that happened with me and i was just left very feeling very exposed like somebody had just taken off a whole layer of skin i didn't know how to like i didn't know how to defend myself it was a horrible horrible experience so that's something that always like it's always at the back of my mind. I always want I want every woman in the world to know how to handle situations like that. You should not have to go through that. And it traumatizes you to the extent where it becomes very difficult for you to trust the next person. And what this one person does to you is something you will like the brunt of it will be faced by someone else, whoever follows this person. And that's not OK. So I think that's something that I really learned from my relationships, from all of my relationships, not just romantic relationships, all of my relationships. You need to know totally. how to communicate. You need to be very, very clear about what you are bringing to the table. Things can change, but you need to be, you need to communicate things and you need to be able to stand up for yourself. What about you? Mm. I mean, I love everything that you said because like, I'm realizing that people can be in conflict, but it's unacceptable to be mean. Yeah. It's unacceptable to like be so hurt that you hurt people and you want to lash out in equal measure. I just never saw the value in that. Yeah. So like I would say it's been um similar with me as well. Like I think that I think a lot about like personal growth and I think about like the person that 
I'm shifting to be. And it's, you're right. Like I have a tendency to analyze a lot and kind of see my, like, I think I see my emotions and my experiences as data points that I just try to like put together and try to understand these patterns. It's very like, in my mind, there's just like all of these grids. And I'm like, how do I connect to myself? Or it's very exhausting. But um, I do think it's kind of led me closer to like understanding the person I am and not just kind of like, oh, this is just the way I do things. I want to improve on these systems. So like the people that I'm involved with, I would need them to have a similar level of introspection. Yeah. Because if not, like I need to be okay knowing that like I am imperfect and they will give me the grace to like fuck up and I will feel safe to do those things because like I think a lot of people too because you both work in like the mental health space they think that arms us of all of this extra knowledge that means that we are not prone to make the same mistakes that people usually make that's simply not true Um, it's simply not true like just because I'm involved in these subjects like doesn't mean that I know more than the other person. It just means I obsess over it. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to add to that. Like when I would get like, I would calmly sit someone down and I would be like, you know what? You said X, Y thing. That was not okay. Please don't do it again. Because I felt they would be like, stop psychoanalyzing me. (laughs) Because I I studied psychology. People know that I've studied psychology and I work in this space and I write all of this content and they just, I'm not psychoanalyzing you. <laughs> that may be that may be my zone of genius, but hello. <laughs> that is so not I'm what really I'm doing good at it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a conversation and just being honest and open and trying to make things easier for you as well, mm. not just for myself. Yeah. For you as well. I've had my exes complain about that before too. They're like, please don't psychoanalyze me. And it's like, it's not like if like a fight would be like about the dishes or something. And then they make it about the dishes. And I'm like, it's not about the dishes. It's about like dividing domestic responsibilities equally yes. and like yes. emotional labor and I would get into that diatribe and they would just be like, this is kind of getting off topic. And I'm like, that's what the fight is about. Like, we're let's not focus on like this superficial aspect to it. So I think that's something that I've definitely come across as I've been dating again since I've been single. Like, I just don't want people to see me as if I am not prone to make mistakes because that doesn't make me feel safe to share things with them that I want to share and I need to share because like as you know like even if you sit someone down and ask them can you please do this thing for me it's so uncomfortable like I'm always scared to like say those things because I just don't know how they're gonna meet that information um and however they kind of respond to it is like really telling to like their relationship style right so like yeah that's something I'm really cognizant of and that's something that I always try to tell people um in my practice is that like hey like we are all trying like we're trying the best we can and it's best to date someone that also understands that and they can just give you a lot of room to kind of evolve and change and like do things differently because they're gonna approach things the same way as well uh I feel the same way I think like I like to choose to be vulnerable that's that's important to me that I'm choosing to be vulnerable I am letting you in 
my defenses are not down. You're not mm. storming my castle. Right, right. <laughs> I can fight my own battles. I can slay my own dragons. I am choosing to let you in. Let's be clear about that. But sometimes mm. that's really not the case. Sometimes it just, you need to lean on someone. And that always makes me like, I still have difficulty with that. That's something I always have to work through. And I always have to remind myself that it's okay. It's it's give and take. You can, you know, let them help you. But even now, like I I can choose to be vulnerable, but I don't like it when it's forced on me. I don't like those conversations. Yeah. Oh, completely. You know, you've been hurt before. I've been hurt before. And you know the feeling of that. And that it's very intimidating to invite that back, knowing the possibility is there. Like sometimes I think love... Um, isn't just making the choice to like surrender to these good feelings. Love is kind of choosing. Yeah. Yes. yes. Like knowing that there's that element and it's very possible that it will happen to you, but you just don't want to go without the experience. You don't want to go about the person. And hopefully the person that you're in partnership with, they're able to kind of like, for the most part, give you the experiences that make that pain worth it. Yes. It's how I perceive it. Yeah. It's a very like, it's a darker way to see <laughs> pain, suffering. Yeah, I can, I can so relate to that. But you know, because of like the experience that I had with my depression, I realized like all of that pain, all of the struggle when I was in the thick of things, I really thought that this is, this nightmare is never going to end. I was having hallucinations at the time and I really thought that this is my life. This is how things are going to be for me. I'll always yeah. have these voices in my head and they're never going to leave me alone. But things did get better. And since then, I've realized that no matter how bad the pain is, how deep the wound is, it's going to be fine. So now I just, when I'm really, really sad about something, I just tell myself to just calm down. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's just life. Relax. It's not, it's really not that big a deal. Mm. As big a deal as we make it in our heads, it's really never that that grave or that serious you know a thing so I I always remind myself of that and I really wish that this is something I could tell like my clients I could tell anyone listening to the show anyone reading my content but it's always it comes across as somewhat of a in of an insensitive Mm -hmm. advice I know that but it's also very true time really does heal all wounds you just have to you know take a step back just calm down a little bit But that's something else that shows up in my coaching style that shows up in how I talk to people when they are bringing things up with me and they are in a lot of pain. But I can also I can always see the light at the end of that tunnel. I know that that's they're going to have a day where they'll be like, oh, remember when I was in so much pain, but I'm so much stronger now and I'm so much better for it. Mm. That's fascinating because it's like really good that you get to be a person that reminds them of that, because when you're in the pain, it's like a you're in a bubble almost. And it's like, I mean, I have been broken up with my partner for several months now. It's been a pretty significant amount of time. And I would say that that's one of the biggest things I've learned is that the heartbreak is significant and it is kind of like earth shattering in ways, but heartbreak is also like a very ordinary universal experience that a lot of people go through. And for the most part, it is temporary like there is a time limit to it understanding that and appreciating that is kind of like allowing me to really embrace these emotions knowing that it's not going to be a part of my life like in a few months down the line and it's not like I'm still wrestling of all of these feelings and all of this pain it's just 
when someone was in your life for so long, it just, it takes like all of those residual feelings. It doesn't go away overnight. Like it definitely takes time filling that stuff in until you feel like it's separate enough from you that you can go through it. But that's something I still, yeah, I, I think that constantly I'm just like, yeah, like I'm, I, I'm a little sad about it sometimes, but I'm like, this will, this will go away. This is not going to be like a permanent thing. Yeah. But then do you believe in true love? Do you believe in having that one person that just is perfect for you? Do you believe in that? Because I think people who do believe in that concept have a harder time getting over their breakups and getting past the emotional trauma of uh, being dumbed or having to let go of someone. So do you? No. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty... I don't believe in like us. I believe in the concept of soulmates. I but I believe it in a way that I just some people enter your life and they just show you something really important and yeah. they take you on. They kind of like move you on the path that you're meant to go on. Um, I think there's a lot of loves that you can have in your life, like big yes. love, great love, first loves. You know, like all of these dimensions of it. And I would never want to deny it or to like narrow it to one thing just this one pinnacle of an experience. Um, How do you feel about it? Uh, Same way. I don't believe in true. I think life would be very, very hard if you believed in that one true love. If you either spent your life looking for it or you spent your life, you know, in regret over the idea that you've lost your one true love. I don't believe that at all. I think people come into your lives, be it a friend, be it a lover, be it whoever. I think you have to they they bring some good into your life and then if you want more of that you have to work on it and things will get better you will have bad days but the the good and the the better that that has been brought into your life will make the bad worth it and i believe that there are times when there is such good chemistry that you start to believe that this is my one true love but those are just like heady days. Those are do- days when, you know, everything is working out for you and everything is just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the chemistry is so, so good. I yeah. do believe in like sexual chemistry is a pretty powerful thing and it can make you believe in all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, oh my I, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this leads to our next question that we were going to cover, like trusting the feelings we get with the crush or like the fear of missing out on other people, yeah. I suppose. Because, like, it just reminds me of this one experience I had last fall. Like, I dated this person that I was so into. Like, we dated for, um, from talking to, like, dating, it was maybe a month in total. Okay. But I was so into this person. I was, like, he's so wonderful. He's so different than the people I usually date. Um, He's so lighthearted. He's so fun. And it eventually ended up not working out and he started seeing someone else and I was pretty devastated about it because I remember thinking should I have told him that I was more emotionally available because whenever we spoke about dating I was like I'm not ready to be in a relationship (laughs) like I would just tell him these things and then when he took me at you know face value I was like wait maybe I would with him (laughs) I was like wait can we revisit this conversation (laughs) But then I, I like really thought about it, like in retrospect of enough distance, like there were some things that I really needed in a partner that he didn't have. And right. I was like couch surfing and he was like, <laughs> are you going to like get an apartment in the city that we met? And I was like, no, like, I was, like, like literally I was so chaotic. And just, like, 
like not someone that you settle down with, you know? So it, it makes sense that he pursued the other connection. But I was really, there was a little bit of time that I was like pretty, I was pretty devastated about it. And I was like, oh man, I just wish I did things differently. But yeah, I think back on it now and it's like, we would have never worked. It was just, I was kind of blinded by like the sweet feelings that you get when you just meet someone and you kind of click right away. Like that click yes. is so intoxicating. Yeah. 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 But that's the thing with me. Like I can be present in the moment. I don't really think about the future so much. That's I think one of the reasons why I don't get so worked up, mm. uh, but I can like when the other person starts to plan things, it, it really like it, there was this one guy I remember and we, he was so, so sweet, so very, very sweet. And we, for our first date, we went to a cake decorate, decorating workshop. He oh my gosh, like, brought a adorable. puppy farm to my, to my apartment when I had fever. He was just a really sweet guy. And I was just so in the moment and I was having like, I was loving it. And then my friend's like, he's going to cheat on you. Uh, because again, this was a long distance thing. And she's like, he's going to cheat on you. And I'm like, that's fine. If he does, <laughs> it will be over and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but things are so good right now why do I have to worry about what he's going and he was just so nice why would I want to think about all the things that are going to go wrong and why would I want to think such awful thoughts about a person who's treating me so well maybe you know he might get bored I might get bored but why can't we just stay in the moment and just enjoy that and and let things take care of themselves you know when the moment comes and we have to deal with some new stuff then we'll deal with them maybe we'll be different people in that moment mm. you never know so why do we have to take on all that burden right now, right this second? Why do we have to plan everything out? So for me, like I'm always in the moment. So I'm good. I don't really care if this person is my true love, if this person is my soulmate, if this person is even on the same plane as me or not. Oh my I gosh. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you can do that. Like even though I'm like, I try, I try to. A part of me is like, I just yeah. want to merge with you. <laughs> I just want you to <laughs> sweep me off my feet. You know, like. <laughs> It's yeah, it's something I'm getting out of for sure. Like when you're, I think when you're caught up in those feelings, it can be, yeah. you can kind of fall into it. And then when you get out of it, you're like, wait, did I even want these things? And we just so quickly snowballed to this like one point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, it then it really concerns me. Like I can get really consumed in my work. I can get really consumed by travel I can get like I'm very passionate when it comes to taking care of my parents say, doing my volunteer work but I never get that invested in guys so I always wonder if you know I'm holding myself back and I'm not investing to that extent maybe if I did I would feel that all that that range of emotions mm -hmm. like there's a piece of me that's always I'm always holding it back I I'm like it's out of sight out of mind with me a, a lot of the times wow. so I think I'm very self-contained and I just Maybe someday I'll feel like I can invest to that extent. I aspire to be like that, Jesus. <laughs> I feel like because <laughs> I, I, I for sure am self-contained. But being in like I think being in a relationship for me, there is a part of me that just loves the I like the feeling of falling in love, and I get so wrapped up into it that sometimes I forget about really being discerning about compatibility which is why like I am being intentional about like slowing down and not really like dating a lot or only dating people that I can have these conversations yeah. with. And if I can't, then it's like, we're probably not going to get along yeah. like long term because this is how I talk like 80% of the time, you know? Yeah. 
I would love to have that intensity that you bring to, you know, your relationships. I would, I, I want to be that intense. Yeah. Yeah. But you lose your shit if you do it my way. (laughs) I would say that is an unfortunate side effect. (laughs) You're you're kind of like out of your mind, you know? Um, So I think it's like both of our sides, we definitely represent like a spectrum. And it's finding that like proper balance of being self-contained, but also feeling like you can like flow in those emotions about like losing grip on like, what's important yes yes let's talk about like what would be to for you what would be you know a healthy relationship like where everything's right and you can truly and fully invest into it what's that like for you a healthy relationship because I think that's a concept that a lot of people grapple with it's a concept that I'm grappling with as well because like I said when I think about all of my past boyfriends there has been very similar like all of my past boyfriends have like loved love and then we love each other so then all of that kind of like coalesces together and it creates like a very intense profound connection so the person that I dated last fall I would say that he was similar to like I think maybe an idea of relationships I want to move into like he was very like light and effervescent and just like fun and moment like not kind of like future thinking which I like because I think of all of my past boyfriends you know we would maybe meet and then like a week later just have a very intense connection then just start dating right away and then we would just be in these long-term relationships I like the idea of slowing things down I like the idea of being friends with someone before I date them like I like the idea of doing nothing with them and getting along I think it's important that our humor is aligned that like our values Ah, are aligned. Um, I'm a pretty spiritual person and I need someone to feel like life is sublime. And there's like a sense of wonder about the world because I think if you don't have that, it influences your perspective on how you see certain things. So it's pretty difficult. Like it's, I don't think the kind of person I'm looking for is easy to find. (laughs) 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 Like as... (laughs) As I like understand more and more the kind of person I'm looking for, it's a person that, yeah, it makes it harder for me to date, I would say for sure. But I think this is something you can work on. I think this, this, you can have that, but you would have to like invest some time and energy into adapting a relationship to what it is that you're asking for. I think that's something you have to do. And of course, you would have to make yourself vulnerable and actively communicate what it is that you are looking for. And that's hard because if there is not a respectful, appropriate response, it can really shut a person down. That's why it's hard for people to date again, yes. especially after they have those. Like after the older you get, the more these experiences stack up. Yeah. And when you meet a new person, they're shiny and they're beautiful, but you can't help but think, where are you going to like what good and bad are you going to bring into my life? <laughs> like, yes. Oh can my I be God, accepting yes. of both of those things? Um, yeah. Yeah. So like dating for me, it's not like I always want it to feel high stakes because it's not high stakes. Like I'm not dating people of the intention of marriage. It's like, can I feel safe enough to connect to this person? And can we co-create something together? And yeah like play around with relationships so that it works for the both of us instead of just kind of getting on the relationship escalator of like we date 
now we have to define the relationship. Now we're in a relationship. Now we're going to do these things because we're in a relationship. Now we're going to get engaged. I feel like that type of like dynamic doesn't always set up a lot of spaciousness for like exploration and how you can just interact with someone authentically and like see things naturally go. A lot of people do date like that. And that's something that I talk to a lot of um, my clients about when they approach things from that perspective. I'm like, you start, it kind of blurs the person that you're having those questions around because you're just kind of imagining them as a concept almost. And it's like, how can they fit into my life? And I'm like, wait, just kind of back up a little bit and notice the details. Like, are you compatible? Like kind of like add in that texture and after that, do they want the same things? Okay, now you guys should talk about marriage in a meaningful way. Um, that I think that's a much healthier way to approach it. But a lot of people do just kind of like, they have these goals and they're like, I need to meet a person that can, you know, do these things yeah. with me, which is totally valid. Totally fine, yeah. Because, yeah, some people genuinely just want to be a part of that family dynamic. They want to have kids. They want to be someone's wife, someone's husband. And that's there's nothing wrong with that as you know as I said at the very beginning of the episode there has to be communication there has to be honesty you have to make sure that your expectations don't end up hurting the other person or leading them down a path that they really don't want in their life because someone might want you in their life but they might not want the things that you want that's entirely possible as well so there has to be communication and it has to be about what you want it shouldn't be about what everyone else expects you to want I think Mm -hmm. that is something we should be able to see very clearly it's it can get very problematic when you are doing things simply to keep up with your friends or your family that's I think that's the, you have to be able to tell when that's happening and you have to be able to stop yourself when you're doing that yeah and I think that takes away from being in the right relationships with certain people if you're just so caught up in playing a role and you're not really being yourself like I think a lot of people like when the shoe drops for them it's like when the chemistry goes away right and then you just look at the person and you're like oh wait like we actually don't get along or oh wait like we don't we're not like matching with each other but we were just kind of falling into these expectations and just kind of going along for the ride that we never really looked at each other and like really did a careful evaluation of like are we a good match? <laughs> yeah. Because that's not yeah. sexy to do when you're feeling all of these good feelings. You don't yes. want to get into that yes. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's move on to the questions and answer part of the episode. We have a few questions from people who are struggling with relationship issues. So let's take those on. Yeah. Really happy to get questions from the audience. Uh, we received one from this woman in San Francisco. And she wrote in to let us know that she was dating her monogamous boyfriend for four years. They had a really good relationship, but their paths started to go into different directions. She needed to move to go to grad school and he needed to stay in San Francisco. So she moved at the beginning of 2020, long distance relationship, too much to manage on top of everything. And they decided to break up, but it was very positive. Um, And they spoke about how maybe it was the wrong timing and they could get back together again once they were kind of done doing the respective things. So she was sad, but really happy about everything happened. Started to move on until one day, and this is just like the worst, but she went on his Instagram and saw that he was dating someone new. And 
over a few months, she just saw the relationship progress from like dating to being serious to moving in. And it really freaked her out because like she, you know, dated him for four years and she was like, this girl is his type. So now she thinks they're probably going to get married. She's blocked him on Instagram because it was too much for her to yeah, like, yeah, just see the intensity of that. And um, she just feels really like devastated and disconnected from everybody because she's in a new town. She, you know, had hopes of being with her ex and now those hopes have gone away. And she just wrote to us asking two questions, which was, was it really the wrong timing with him? Or was he just not the right person? And she wanted to also ask us if he moved on too quickly. So what do you like, just what do you think about the question so far as I read it? I think everything that she's feeling, it's very natural. It's very natural because she's in a new town and her life is still, I think, to a certain extent is in limbo, at least till everything settles down, till everything is starting to sort of gain momentum on her end. At the same time, this person who was on the same page as her, who was sort of in the same zone as her, is suddenly is moving so fast. He's like, he has all of this new stuff in his life that clearly she too wants. But I think they made absolutely the right choice because had it been about this guy, had it been so like completely about this guy, I don't think they would have made the decision that they did. She wouldn't have been as okay with it in the moment when she was making that decision. So I don't think they she's done anything wrong. I think she's she's made the right choice. It's just that her life isn't looking like, you know, the what she wants right now. It's not matching up to her expectations. It's not giving her what she wants right now and that's the only problem so all she needs is like obviously all of what she's feeling is very natural and it's it's okay to work through those she shouldn't repress it so I'm glad she's not repressing it but at the same time she's also not torturing herself by stalking her ex so I was she's, gonna say like yeah, girl she made a get very off healthy choice. yeah yeah no she, <laughs> made a, saw... she blocked him she made a healthy choice with that but I'm I think she's. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it was like a slow train wreck, just like yeah. seeing it progress. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Like people who don't know they want to get married, don't know they want kids, suddenly see their best friend moving to that place in their life, and suddenly they have all of these ideas, and you know they're they're feeling all of these urges. So why wouldn't she? This guy was her, like he's her ex, and he was in the same place as her, and now suddenly he's like leaps and bounds ahead of where she is in her life so but I think she did the right thing I think when it's your time it's your time and everything will feel right in that moment because marriage is such a huge deal it should not be I think it it has to feel natural it has to flow those decisions to a certain extent at least they have to flow and I think she did the right thing what what was the what was the second question that she asked the second question was if he moved on too fast that's really not for I, I I can't answer that because I don't know how he's feeling so we really can't speak to that and I don't think she needs to like fixate on that I think the exact same thing too when I saw her ask that question it's like I understand the impulse yeah it's a yeah, very human course. desire to be like maybe he's making a mistake maybe yeah. he's heartbroken and he's reeling yeah. from it I completely understand that but for her to worry about it or for her to like maybe hang some hope onto it it's just not gonna lead her anywhere meaningful because like 
if he moved on from the relationship and he's with someone new and maybe it's really fast, maybe this happened in like X amount of months, whatever, but that's the journey he needs to go on. He's with this person and it's clear they've committed to each other to the point where like they want to get serious. So like that they're on their own path and she really needs to focus on her own, her space. And I like now that she's in a new city, I think there's, it's a double edged sword. Yes. You are totally isolated from your community. You don't have the people around you that can help you feel better about this, but you can kind of like reinvent yourself in this new place. You can immerse yourself into the culture you can explore different aspects of yourself that maybe your partner didn't bring out of you, maybe aspects of yourself that you've always been curious about. Yes. And you have all of the space to do it and none of the judgment or the perception of how you're perceived at home. So like that's where she should focus. And yeah, I wish you luck. Yeah. I just send a lot of love because reading it, I was like, oh gosh, like just reading about how she could just see them getting closer that's very oh, painful. That's heartbreaking, yes. No, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. I 100% agree with you. The possibilities of being in a new place, so exciting. So I think you're, you can you can miss out on all of that if you stay in that place of heartbreak. Like, obviously, that heartbreak is going to be a part of your life and you shouldn't repress it at all. You should process it. You should you know, give it space to breathe, but at the same time, do not miss out on all the possibilities that this time in your life is offering you. And you are enough for yourself. You have to also like give yourself the opportunity to be enough for you so that the next time you move on to something new, you move on to it from a place of power and strength and you can make the best of it. I agree. Do the things you need to do to feel good, you know? Like, if you want to, like, try a new workout, if you want to, like, dye yeah. your hair. Like, do yeah. Any, yeah, it can be all anything. about you. Yeah, be selfish. Mm-hmm. Be selfish and just do your thing, live your life. I think that's very, very key. And just know that your ex is on a journey that he is on. And you get to be on your own, too. And that's kind of, like, the beauty of it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. All right, let's read the second question. Okay. So the second question is from a woman named Carla, and this woman has been dealing with some anxious attachment. She has noticed a pattern of when she's dating someone, she gets caught up into this pattern where she just obsesses over them and stalks them to the point of interacting with them through like an image versus reality. So she started doing the opposite by playing at goal and playing a game, but after a while, she would notice that she wasn't being discerning about the connections in her life. She was just trying to win them over. So her question to us is, how can she move away from being anxiously attached and dating from that place of scarcity? So, I mean, I have thoughts about it. Like, anxious attachment, I have been there before. That was definitely my dating style for, like, my a part of my 20s, um, just feeling like I could never get enough connection. And I think it's really important first to like contextualize what an anxious attachment style is, which is like, this is not your personality. This is just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is just like what you've experienced growing up and you're repeating it because it's familiar to you. So I think that's the most important thing. This is not like a pathology this is not like something you're going to live with for the rest of your life because you can't earn secure attachment. 
So like the first thing is like being aware of it, which you are, which is awesome. And I think the second thing is now like detaching from this desire to be chosen by someone because it's validating your need of intimacy and you're feeling like love is so precious and fragile that if you move too close, it's going to scare them away. So you have to like approach it methodically when you're thinking like that, you're gamifying something. The reason why securely attached people are so successful when they date is because they know that intimacy is normal and their needs are normal and they can present it and they're used to people meeting it. So they don't play games around those like two things. So like, I think that's a really important thing to know that like, as you're dating someone, Carla, and you're noticing that you state something you need which is like maybe you want someone to call you every single night or you really want to get a good morning message because that makes you feel good. That's not a big ask to request to someone, especially someone that really likes you and someone that wants to make you feel safe and seen. And if you're too busy playing it cool or presenting yourself like how you think they want you to be, you're denying so many parts of yourself that you are going to start to feel really resentful and kind of like, you're not yourself as you're dating this person more because you're kind of interacting with them from a place of anxiety. So I think it's really important to to know that and game playing, it kind of makes you feel secure, but it's better to be really vulnerable and just look for partners that can be responsive and caring to your needs. And when you say it, it's going to feel very scary to say those things. Um, And some people will walk away from it. But then those are the relationships that you were saying that you needed to be discerning about if they were going to walk away from it now at the beginning. And you're asking a very simple thing. How is it going to be later on when there is a bigger request that you need to make? And they and you're really invested at that point. Like, how would you manage those feelings then? So just, yeah, be really communicative about that stuff, I think. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree with everything you've said. I'll add to that that I think the work that Carla has to do has to begin with her. Like it, it is not about Carla in in a relationship. It has to be about Carla as an individual, as a person in her own right, and not attached to any of her externals. Because all of this anxious attachment, all of this anxiety that we feel when we are trying to, you know, in, integrate someone into our life, this anxiety has a source. There is a story behind it. That's something that I believe in uh, massively. I think there is always, you have a narrative. We all have a narrative. I think she needs to know where all of this insecurity comes from. She needs to be very aware of it, as you said. And when you are operating from a place of scarcity, you know exactly what you're not bringing to the table. But there is a lot Mm -hmm. that you are bringing to the table. So all of that, you need to know that. That has to be like very, very present in your mind. And you need to know that you are contributing as much as the other person. Okay, and when you are operating from that place of strength and awareness, I think a lot of the things will become easier for you, but there is work to be done here. So I think she needs she should begin with her personal narrative. She needs to understand where all of these anxiety, all of this insecurity comes from and maybe work on that before you work so hard on getting it right with another person. Get it right with yourself first. And Mm then I 100% agree about communication. When you have all of that awareness and when you have all of that information, you should communicate openly 
And yes, you can communicate from a place of vulnerability, but if you have all that information, you will also be communicating from a place of strength and awareness. So you can do that. You can let the other person know that this is where I'm at. This is, I'm working on it, but this is how I expect my relationships to be. I may show up as this person sometimes, but you know, this is just something I'm working through. And are you okay with that? Um, I think that's, that's going to be, that's going to take the pressure off to a large extent. Because then you know that the other person sees you as you are. You no longer need to pretend, which is going to be huge, huge for you. It's going to make things easier for you. It's going to make things easier for the other person as well. And there's just going to be this very strong thread of honesty in your relationship that's going to make things so much simpler. The good moments are going to be so, so good because you will know that they're your moments. What this other person is offering you is all for you and not someone you're pretending to be which is going to be mm-hmm. huge. And that's, again, that's going to contribute to the person you're becoming. It's not about it as, you know, as you said, this is not, this is not who you are. This is just something you're experiencing and you can change and you can, you know, you can decide how tomorrow is going to go and how the rest of your life is going to pan out. That's up to you. Yeah. You have all the power here. So, but yeah, there is work to be done and you can do that. You are already in such a good place of awareness. You can only go up. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love what you said about the understanding the orig- like the origin of that narrative, because that is very key. And the next important thing is understanding this is a blind spot for you. If you notice you're pretending, yeah. you're off track. Yeah. Like think about the ways that you slip into that, because th- if this is a reflex for you, and it sounds like it is a reflex, it can almost be automatic yes. for you to mirror someone. If that's the case try to be as conscious as possible to noticing if you're pretending if you are like molding yourself to like who the person wants to be or playing it too cool and not saying any of your needs that all is a game so if you notice that try to do the opposite thing of it it's gonna feel very uncomfortable but that's kind of how you exercise that muscle and that's how you also know like it's okay um to move from the other space instead of what you're familiar with so just keep that in mind and yeah we've i've been there carla so <laughs> i think we've all you. been there i'm sending you That's blessings one of the, you know as you said you shouldn't associate <laughs> to any label to a very deep extent because i think yeah. we've all had anxious attachments in our life even the most secure people oh for sure yeah, because it's like it's who you are today it's, it's not necessarily who you're going to be tomorrow so your tomorrow is is brand new. Yeah. It's it's going to be very different. If you make the conscious decision to make it different, of course, there is work to be done. There's always going to be work to be done. So don't take it as on as this onerous task that you need to like get on right now. It's okay. Take your time with it. Be kind to yourself and just, it's okay. It's going to work out. You are bringing a lot to the table. The other person is in a relationship with you for a reason. So don't, self-distort for anyone's benefit don't do it even for the insecure carla in your head don't even do it for her benefit you have a lot to offer and you just have to explore that explore it from a place of power and Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna gonna work out it will and it'll feel that much better when you start to like maybe you will get rejected and for anxiously attached people that feels like annihilation almost but it's useful to understand after that happens the event you will still be alive and you will still be okay. And you will know 
sooner rather than later that this person wasn't able to meet you exactly where you needed them to meet you. And that's why it's going to feel that much more important and meaningful when you can be yourself around someone and they're able to take that in and they're able to like receive and accept and appreciate you for naming those things. Like it's going to feel so good and that will make the pain worth it. Absolutely. Good luck, Carla. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I think we had one more question from a woman named Phoebe and she wanted, it's a very simple question. She just wanted to know if she should get back together for cheating X and if cheaters ever change or if that's who they are forever. No, no, I don't believe that at all. I think people change. Absolutely. People change. But I think it's like, it's very much about you, what, what you believe. I Cheaters, I, people can change. It's, it's when cheating happens, it's not just, it's not just the act. Like if this person has had sex with someone else. It's about what they were going through, what they were feeling, who they are in that phase of life. So yes, definitely people can change. And sometimes it's not even about the act itself. It's about just what they're going through and how they're feeling. But it's also a lot about you, what you believe in, how invested are you in this person after they've done that to you? Because the only way for you to keep that relationship alive and stay with this person is if you can truly, truly get past that. So it's no longer about the other person. It's about you. Can you really get past that? Or are you going to keep bringing it up? Even if not to the other person, you're going to keep bringing it up in your head. Like, remember when he did that to me? Is he doing that again? So yeah, it's, it's no. really about you. Yes, people can change. Absolutely. people. There is nothing you can't come back from. But it's about you. I completely agree with that. I do think that like cheaters should not be demonized. I have been cheated on personally. And if I really wanted to be with them, I would have worked with them on that. But at that point, after they had cheated on me, it was already when the relationship wasn't good. So like, that's why I wouldn't take them back. If we were in a really like strong relationship and then they cheated on me, it depends on what it was, right? Emotional versus physical cheating. I think emotional is always worse than physical cheating. Emotional is just like, I think that's when feelings are invested and like that says a lot more about the foundation of the relationship itself. Um, Yeah, but I don't think, I think cheaters can absolutely change and you're absolutely correct in what you said. It just depends on your perception of it. And if you can take them back without throwing it in their face, if they're trying and they're actively working on being better, I think that's really important. And the person has to like acknowledge their failings. Yeah, yeah. And they have to be able to like be super apologetic about it and be able to be as honest as you need them to be so that you can move past the event if that's what you want to do. If it happens like more than once, that's when I think you kind of do get backed into a corner and it's not okay anymore. If it's a one-time event, you can maybe forgive them it just really depends on the you know relationship and like with the email we didn't get a ton of context it was just like really her asking that question so we can't say either way yeah you have to really explore that incident you have to understand why it happened and if it's something that's gonna happen again but I think like if I were in this uh in Phoebe's place I would I don't know if this is the, the right thing to say here or not but Personally, I would, 
think about the the person and what they bring to my life and because look if i have to work through something like that i know considering how i tend to analyze everything and how i tend to work through i don't bury anything i i'm going to work through it so for me i'm going to have to invest some time invest some energy invest some a lot of emotion into it so i'm going to be like the, is this person bringing something into my life that i just cannot do without I don't yeah. know like I don't it doesn't sound great when I say it like that but th- that's honestly how I feel. If I think if I find it, it. Yeah, yeah, but if I, if I find it easy to walk away, I'll just walk away. Then I'm not going to invest all of that time and energy into it. But then I would also not write an email about it. So if she is thinking about yeah. it, if there is that that's sort fine. of idea in her heart where she's thinking, can I make this work still? Then clearly maybe there is some some sort of some lingering feeling emotion there that could be built on so yeah explore that incident try and understand why it happened and if it was something like out of the ordinary and something that is unlikely to happen again and if it's something you can fix you can truly repair in a way where it doesn't impact everything that follows then maybe yeah you should do it otherwise if it feels too heavy it feels like you it's taking away from you as a person don't do it mm-hmm. and don't like let people and their judgments get in your way about that yeah absolutely. if you really i really believe in like if you need i don't want to say like it's a mistake but if you need to have that experience and it could be a mistake then that's the experience you need to go on you might get hurt but the people in your life have to be able to understand that this is something that you need to see through. Yeah. So like, that's a really important consideration to keep in mind is like, please do what you want, but like, just make sure that you're doing it with as much thoughtfulness as you can muster. And if you really feel like there's something about this person that I still want to explore and they're forgiving about it and they want to show me that they're changed and they've demonstrated that they can like, treat me x y then it's not a sign of like a lack of self-worth to get back together with them because i know a lot of people are afraid of that they don't want people to see them as lesser than and like look i think relationships are very gray cheating is the grayest area that you can be in um so just do what's best for you and yeah like you said if you're emailing about this it's very yeah. clear that this is something that's like continuing to like fester in your mind. So yeah. give yeah. it some resolution. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't let it impact your self-image. It's never really mm-hmm. about that. It's not like, yeah, it takes a lot of strength, I think, to want to work on that. It's a lot harder, but it's not impossible. And they're not a bad person for cheating. They just did like a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm glad you said that. So whatever choice you make, Phoebe, make sure to be kind to yourself and be kind to the other person as well. They've made a mistake, but they're not a bad person. So just try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be apologist for like bad behavior. I just don't don't like the black and white like um, way that people usually see cheaters. Yes, I know. Yeah. 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 this, uh, This topic comes up so frequently in discussions whenever you know you're talking about love and you are generally just having like a non-malicious gossip session and always there is this like 
right away people would react like what do you mean she took back her cheating ex she is cheating partner she shouldn't have done that how can you trust right. that person again it's never that cut and dried you you really cannot be that dismissive of someone's relationship you have no idea what's going on between two people you have no idea you just know this one incident you have no idea about everything else that they have shared and that one wrong does not dismiss everything else that has gone before and that exactly. everything that they have all the memories that they have created there has to be a lot of good there for this person to actually write in an email and for this person to actually ask for help and wonder if they can still make it work because it's not easy to get past cheating is not easy to get past that's it's I not easy that. to get past yeah. yeah and it's like i would say that's like if you're able to make it work you will have to have a lot of really tough conversations yes of course tough Absolutely. tough conversations do some work maybe even go to some therapy if like you need a facilitated like a third party to facilitate that along and if they're willing to do those things and whatever you need to feel safe and secure in the relationship it's not a sign of disrespect no it's, no, not. it's not it's it's really it's not. not like yeah so just best of luck sending you know a lot of love in that a lot of love, because yes. yeah and i feel like you and me definitely have a more like i wouldn't say like a mainstream opinion about cheating <laughs> <laughs> some people would just be like break up with him or like leave him or he's like the worst person ever and i just i don't agree with that villain yeah narrative and, and at all. You see these friends if you are listening then yeah Please be supportive. Don't be judgmental. Be and to her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not that easy. Don't don't say things like that to her. You know, it's yeah. not, give her grace, give her space and just be there. You don't have to solve her problems for her. Just be a friend. Right. Right. That was like one of the things I had to learn um, with one of like my past friendships. Like you just have to let them. If this if you do perceive it to be a mistake, you have to let them make the mistake and you yeah. just have to be there with them as the best way as you can you know like when phoebe wrote in she didn't say that like he treated her so so poorly um yeah. so i don't know if that's the problem if that if it's abusive then no dear god uh, no <laughs> get out of that yes. right away <laughs> yeah that's that's very black and white for me at least yeah. it is very black exactly and white. but if it's like some incident that happened and now it's calling a question the relationship and now you're like i want to be with them and they want to be with you then yeah be together if that's what you want to do yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah good luck to you with that it's gonna take yeah. time but you you deserve that take your time it's okay i agree um that was really fun like answering these questions <laughs> yeah. i love yeah. Keep sending us your questions not just Please. about relationships not just about love anything that is anything that you need help with send it in and if ever we are at a point that we are not able to give you the answer that you need we'll get someone else we'll we'll find mm -hmm. another expert to answer your question don't worry about it we'll find you the help that you need so just if we can help you in any way shape or form please let us know it's it's why we are here it's why we create all this content so yeah, yeah. it's, it's always such a privilege when people trust you with their questions when people trust you with little pieces of their life that they're especially their struggles because those are the most vulnerable parts of you so I always feel very humbled when somebody writes in so yeah mm -hmm. thank you I so agree. much thank you so much sharing. yeah yeah for all of you for 
um, writing in. Yeah. yeah, this was a really nice, like, this was a fun conversation today. This was such a fun conversation. I, I, I love that we have these conversations and we're super open about, like, our experiences of these topics. Um, I hope it in, kind of encourages other people to, like, yeah, know that, keep, yeah, we're in it too. <laughs> we're going through it. Yeah, we're in it too. Yeah, have these conversations amongst yourselves. Write to us mm-hmm. as well. Let us know how you're feeling about everything we've talked about today. Or if there is something else you want us to discuss that you want to hear more about, let yeah. us know. And we are we want to be a part of your journey and we want you to be a part of our journey as well. So yeah, let's stay connected and keep the conversation going. Okay. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you.